where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Where Nobody Knows Your Name. I'm Troy. I'm back again for another episode. And I'm James. Here we go. We are here to talk about episode number 24 of season five, titled Cheers, the Motion Picture. This episode aired on April the 2nd in 1987 and was directed by Tim Berry and written by Thief Sutton. Thief! Stop! Thief! Yeah, Cheers, the Motion Picture. This is exciting. It was. It was. It is. <laughs> and it, it is. Of course, uh, title parodies are Star Trek The Motion Picture. And we've had a few Star Trek guest appearances, including Data and Captain Janeway. No Star Trek cameos in this one, though, is there? No. <laughs> Here's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's very few guest cast in this episode, but fun times for all. Indeed. So we go to the cold open. Uh, Woody's on the phone to his dad and his dad wants him to move home. Uh, his uncle came to visit a few weeks before and got mugged twice. And Woody's dad thinks it's a dangerous place for him to be and is demanding that he comes back home. Dr. Crane asks how many times Woody's been mugged in the two years since he's lived there. And he says 10. And that includes the two from when he was with his uncle. <laughs> Uh, he says that the impression that they have of everyone in that city is that they are lonely and pathetic weirdos. Cliff then comes out of the toilet with what looks like a marrow and is asking the guy that's ahead of him if he thinks it looks like the spitting image of George Schultz. So if it's a city full of cliffs, no wonder they're a bit wary. (laughs) That's enough to put anyone off a move in there. (laughs) <laughs> so we go into the main episode diane is trying to make a video to prove to woody's parents that all of his friends and his surroundings are decent and that he's absolutely safe there clearly they've done it several times before and she's asked them to do several takes of this video or a particular scene because everyone looks thoroughly fed up and she's there with uh, one of those big old vhs video recorders they are beasts it looks like a rocket launcher <laughs> So Diane's trying her hand at filmmaking. Mm. Auteur is what she wants to be. I'll tell you, the, the actors behind Cheers are pretty good, but the characters are not good actors. If that makes sense. <laughs> yes, it does make sense. It's a bit meta, but it makes sense. <laughs> you know, when uh, the average Joe like me gets off work, he needs to come to a place like this where he can sort of unwind with his surrogate family. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth, Dan. But it feels as if a uh, crucial part of our support system is missing. You're right. Uh, What do you think that would be, Carla? Could it be that bucolic ray of sunshine from Indiana? (laughs) They're giving what you could say as a woody performance. Ah, Yeah. I'm I'm here all day for those puns for that level. That's the best you're getting out of me. So yeah, Diane's trying to make this video to prove to uh, to Woody's parents that everyone's decent. They've attempted a few run-throughs. Everyone's clearly very fed up. They attempt another run-through, but Carla rips up her cue card and just says the whole thing's stupid. Woody makes his entrance into the bar as part of this video and uh, with a terribly awkward entrance, waves through the window of the door to kind of signify, is this my time to walk in? Uh, Sam then delivers his dialogue, but doesn't like it and agrees with Carla that the whole thing is stupid. Diane then decides that she doesn't want to film it anymore and she gives the camera to Sam and storms off and says fine you can do it yourself 
I bet you couldn't even find the on button. <laughs> it turns out that he can't find the on button. He doesn't know where it is. Don't know what's going on. Why'd you give me a rocket launcher, Diane? <laughs> we then see later in the day, Diane comes back to the bar and the rest of the bar is sitting down, ready to view the finished video. One thing that did get me on this was they were filming it on an old VHS camcorder. And yet when they're watching it back, it's on an old reel to reel. I let them off though. I let them off because the video itself is hilariously hammy. <laughs> there was a few comedy moments well the whole thing was comedy but some real standout moments in there at one point they try and guilt trip his parents by introducing a puppy and saying that the puppy would have to be put down if he has to move back there's a great line from that where sam says what a shame woody what kind of dog is it and woody responds what's the difference he's going to die <laughs> <laughs> oh man we then get a barbecue scene at carla's house which it's the first time we've seen, I think, a, a shot of Carla's house in, in any of the series. It's the only time we'll see Carla's garden. Uh, we see her unruly children putting Woody's shoes onto the barbecue. <laughs> and it's uh, They live next to, I think, an airport, so every time a plane goes past, everyone's just kind of falling over under the, the sound uh, and force of the jets of the plane. We then go to Cliff and Woody, and Woody's doing the, the postal rounds with Cliff. And as they kind of exit the scene, we then see the corridor of people that Cliff's delivered all of these letters to, and they all come out of their doors and exchange letters because he's given it to all of the wrong people. It's the old switcheroo. It's a bit like a Benny Hill uh, scene, that. <laughs> the fastest postman in the West. <laughs> After this, we then see Norm and Woody in the Hungry Heifer restaurant. That looks like my kind of restaurant, and I'm sure you'd agree, James. I very much agree. Very, very much. Uh, meaty Affair is the Hungry Heifer restaurant. It is indeed. Norm orders himself a feeding frenzy platter for two, which Woody thinks is to share. Woody is wrong. Woody is wrong. It is not to share. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the same interaction when Troy and I were actually at a, at a pub the other week. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you want the small version? I went, no. No. It's when they bring out two sets of knives and forks, like they think you're sharing it. Nope. Sadly mistaken. Or, or when you order a <laughs> bottle of wine and they bring out glasses. <laughs> Just a straw, please. <laughs> Woody orders one of those as well, uh, a feeding frenzy platter. So the waitress brings it over and it is enormous. And Norm says that she thinks she's forgotten the French fries. Like he <laughs> needs the French fries with a platter that big. It then shows us a scene of Fraser's workplace. Indeed. Where Fraser's like, now, Boyd's, I can tell that you are apprehensive about psychiatry and the psychiatric profession but let me dispel you of these notions and Raleigh's going off on one you see someone jump out the window in the background just a body flying past and and, and he is keen to iterate that they're on like there's 16 floors to that building and there are a good few floors up already <laughs> and Fraser makes a very cutthroat remark uh, while watching the playback he says I've got to tell Dr. Judd to keep his windows closed during his depression seminar <laughs> wow <laughs> Dear, oh dear. Now, Diane thinks that Sam's film is boring and has no substance. Thinks it's too linear. She said, you did a fine job, but it's too linear. You've, you've got some good raw material there, but there's no substance to it. So we get to see the chambers cut. Which she describes as a shattering emotional experience. It's an experience. <laughs> Do you want to know what some footage she uses in the chambers cut? Oh, go on. Battleship Pontemkin 
and clips of Vietnam helicopters. The Vietnam War only finished about 15 years before this. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some quite impactful scenes. I would thought it seemed to paint the gang at Cheers as some kind of cannibalistic Nazi cult. I don't know if you got the same impression. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't get the vibes that they were the kind of wholesome, inclusive, welcoming, kind people uh, that we saw in Sam's cut, that's for sure. She sends this one to Woody's parents. She sends the Chambers cut. Woody says he's not sure if she should send it or not. She says, I've already sent it. And she's convinced that his dad won't let him leave. It immediately then cuts to Woody saying goodbye to everyone. <laughs> Sam's like, his dad won't get that avant-garde intellectual nonsense. But Woody's dad does get it. He just thinks it's terrible. <laughs> he says it's too derivative of Goddard. <laughs> everyone then gives Woody some leaving gifts. But Dr. Crane clearly didn't get the memo on that and has forgotten to get Woody anything. See, I didn't know, I didn't know we were giving gifts. <laughs> I could, uh, could I send you something? Uh, that's fine, Dr. <laughs> it's been an honor knowing you, Woody. You know, if somebody had told me, I could have picked something up. They got some nice gifts, which he holds in his arms, and he goes off to get in his car to go back to Indiana. But then there's a phone call. You hear the phone go off in the background as as Sam offers to buy everyone at the bar a beer to almost drown their sorrows. And Norm says that he doesn't want to. It reminds me of the boy. It reminds me of Woody. And it'll be a long time before he's able to drink another beer. And as soon as he sits down, he immediately eyes up the beer that's on his table and drinks it. That should be enough time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out it's Woody's dad going, now you can stay. It's fine. They call Woody back in. They they rush to go and get Woody before he can leave. Woody's very excited to hear what his dad has to say. And yes, he's allowed to stay, much to his elation. Parry, there was just a simple note which said, let your son choose his own path and it will always lead back to you. Uh, well, apparently it was on a mug. It was on a cup. I think they said they'd, they'd had it printed on a mug or a cup. And that's what he'd received. Well, that is lovely. <laughs> Who could have sent it? None of the regulars are that charitable. No, definitely not. Who could it be? It's your boy Al. It's your boy Al. Old man Al. What a guy. What a gent. Gifts, sentiments, convincement. Convincement. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the word I choose to go with. <laughs> and there's a lovely ending to that. A lovely ending to that episode where he gives the little nod. Woody's allowed to stay. Everyone's elated. Yeah. A wholesome, wholesome episode. I said there's not many guest cast in this episode we've got doris grau as corinne this was her last appearance in Cheers, and of course al rosen as al that's your lot i mean there's a lot of people but those are the only ones credited doris grau went on to do a few things of note afterwards though however yeah despite this being her last episode in Cheers, she didn't need Cheers anymore no, she went on to be a script supervisor for an episode of Seinfeld. She was also a script supervisor for over 40 episodes of The Simpsons. Which she did until her death, I believe. Yes. Lunch Lady Doris is in fact named after her. Ah. And she did the voice of Lunch Lady Doris again until she died. The new Lunch Lady in The Simpsons is a different Lunch Lady because they changed the name out of respect once Doris Grau died. Ah, very nice. Is that the door? Oh, I think it is. Who could it be? It's going to be a nice note all the way from Indiana. <laughs> ah, it's just trivia. Ah. First question here. What is the name of Diane's film? 
Oh, um, no, I can't remember. It's uh, Manchild in Beantown. That's it. Manchild in Beantown. <laughs> Outstanding. So my question, made up of multiple parts, one overarching question, but it's name all of the gifts that Woody received as a leaving present. Sam got him a famed picture of himself, of Sam. Mm-hmm. Carla, one of her Elvis earrings because she lost the other one. <laughs> yeah. Diane, being and nothingness by Jean-Paul Sartre that her mother gave her in grade school. Mm-hmm. Norm, a six-pack of Herman Joseph's 1868. Correct, yes. I was going to ask you specifically what the beers were, but you've, you've got it. Nailed it. Cliff, a sheet of commemorative stamps of the US presidents, except nine of them. <laughs> yes. So some stamps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Frazier, uh, nothing. Nothing. Didn't get the memo. Yep. No. <laughs> well done. Maximum points there. What unusual item was cooked at Carla's cookout? A pair of shoes. Yeah, Woody's shoes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Norm offers some smoked tongue. <laughs> Woody was basting the trainers. He wasn't even <laughs> looking at the barbecue. <laughs> Basted trainers. <laughs> it would be like eating a, a tough steak, I think, because of all the leather. A $2 steak. Mm. <laughs> Not a problem for Norm. No. No, no, no. It's no. like a, a human dustbin. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of food. That's our last orders. What would you say to eat? I think that feeding frenzy special for two. What are oh, you having? I'd, I'd love one of those. And yeah. I can tell you that it wouldn't be for sharing. No, um, it would not. <laughs> we did see Carla's garden and a barbecue. And as the weather here at the moment is very warm, I'd be more than happy with just a big plate of barbecued food. Nice bit of smoked shoe. Smoked shoe, yeah. Mm. As long as it's basted correctly, which if Woody's anything to do with it, I know that that will absolutely happen. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We also spoke about how a a nice mug was sent to Indiana. Uh, Over on Patreon, you can get an exclusive coffee mug for joining that Patreon tier. Isn't that exciting? A mug courtesy of us. That's awesome. That is good. But in the meantime... Thank you for listening to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. Go out there, have a barbecue of your own. Why not? Do it. Yeah. But keep yourselves hydrated. Yes. It's very warm.